1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery.
2: Good evening, listeners around the world. This is Emilio Dinello this on Cottage Talk Full Time. Um, I'm with Craig Coburn, our co-host this evening, who's going to reflect with me on our extremely disappointing performance and a 3 0 drubbing by bottom of the table Barnsley. So I'm not sure there's many positives to talk about today, but nonetheless, let's let's I've agreed with Craig that we'll do the show because there's there's a few things we probably need to be focusing on today. And uh and both of us were there at a very windswept and wet Craven Cottage. This is only about half an hour, 40 minutes after the game. So, uh, Craig, welcome back to Cottage
3: Talk. Thanks, Emilio. And, uh,
2: well, how, how do I start today? You know, I thought, you know, both of us were extremely disappointed with this result. What went wrong today? You know, was, was this result coming? I think that's probably what I want to reflect on. I just think, you know, we've, we've gone on an unbeaten league run. I don't think we've played particularly well in any of those games and the fact that we're still in sniffing distance of the top two um, is either a reflection of how poor the division is rather than on how well Fulham are playing. So in your opinion, was this result coming? Because we were extremely Look, poor.
3: Emilio, today. Emilio, I'm traumatized after seeing today's game. We played <laughs> so poorly. We've now lost both games to the bottom of the table mm. team. And we lost 3-0 at home to the bottom of the table mm. team. Um, the conditions were appalling, but the football was even worse. Uh, uh, we clearly struggled in the wind, and the rain, and we couldn't get anything going. We couldn't decide if we wanted to do uh, short passes and play possession-oriented football or go route one in these conditions. Uh, but whatever it was, it was nothing short of catastrophic. Uh, um, and it was probably the worst game that I've seen this season. Uh, yeah, don't, don't disagree with you. Definitely the
2: our most appalling performance we just didn't get going right from the word go I thought the the lineup you know fairly strong Bobby Reid back on the bench Knockhart back on you know back in the starting 11 you know to be honest I think we've said this time and time again yes we we're, we're in the top 3 or we're in the top 3 but our performances sometimes flatter to deceive and I just felt that a result such as this was, was only a matter of time it was going to come because I think the last these six games unbeaten run we struggled against Hull struggled against Middlesbrough, struggled against Huddersfield, struggled against Charlton Mill. Well, we haven't won. Those games that we won, we weren't convincing. And the games we drew, we were not particularly flattering either. So I just feel that it was maybe a wake-up call today and we just didn't get going. I'm not going to blame the weather and the conditions because they've had to play in the same conditions as we were. We just didn't turn up and look very disjointed, very fragmented, Mm. maybe a little bit tired from the game on Wednesday night. Do you think that played a part potentially?
3: Hard to say. Look, Where we fell short today was, of course, with the performance of our goalkeeper, Merrick Rodak, Mm. who has been a savior for us uh, Mm. over the last several games. In fact, I would chalk up much of the improvement in our results Mm. to uh, the introduction of Rodak, the substitution of of Rodak for Bettinelli, Mm. as well as the arrival of Michael Hector. And to see today what happened with Rodak making two, perhaps even three errors Allowing allowing the goals, and even Michael Hector standing off Collie Woodrow too much for the third goal, mm. it's it's quite a puzzling experience um, because the players who had been delivering it for us were the ones who let us down the most.
2: Mm. Yeah, and I think if we look on look on the reflect on those goals, at the end of the day, you could argue that we handed the win to uh, to Barnsley with the, the mm. catastrophic defending and. Goal, uncharacteristic goalkeeping errors from Robert. So Let's look at the first ins- the first goal. You know, for me, as soon as I saw you know that incident, I th- it was a straight penalty for me. It was Directly in front of me, straight down and where I sit, I saw and in- nothing other than a penalty being given. And, and many people around me think would- Rodak was lucky to stay on the pitch. From where you sat behind the goal, what was your first reaction? Was it a penalty? You thought bit soft.
3: It was definitely a penalty. The ball had been centered in. Rodak had an easy. Uh, ball it slipped out of his hands, maybe because it was wet mm. and and he effectively had to uh, tackle the attacker to prevent him from uh, coming on goal. Um, it was a blatant penalty. it was quite a bizarre mm, penalty i haven't seen one like that in a very long time i hadn't thought at the time about whether he should have been sent off, but now that you mentioned it I, pro- I would probably need to see a replay if if uh, if he was the last man.
2: Yeah, because to, to first, my automatic reaction when I saw that was penalty. But it, it all went a little bit, it was odd because it all went eerily silent. The referee immediately made his decision. He, there was no hesitation. I just saw him point to, to the penalty spot. But the Barnsley players were thinking, is it a free kick to Fulham? Was there a foul in the lead? up Fulham players were assuming it was a foul and referee had given a free kick to Fulham. That's, that was my automatic reaction from what, what I saw. Even I thought, well, actually, there was an incident there. He actually was either tugging the player or got himself tangled up and a bit of a push, and ultimately, I think Barnsley was just as surprised as the uh, Fulham fans that they got a penalty. To be honest, and Corley Woodrow, typical, you know, he, he took the pe- the penalty comfortably, scored well. Thankfully, didn't celebrate in front of our fans, which was which was honourable of him. But in the, the day, that's just just unusual penalty. But for me, it was a penalty, to 100. percent was uh, so.
3: Yeah, look, it it clearly was a penalty. There's no question about it. Um. I think the reason people were hesitant was that it was just such a bizarre penalty. Mm. Um, the ball did sort of come out of his hand. It was quite an easy cross for him mm. to control. Mm. And I just wonder whether a slippery ball may have been uh, one reason why uh, uh, it, it had mm. happened. Yeah, and I think other
2: than that, in the rest of the first half, I just thought Barnsley had a, a couple of half chances here and there. They looked quicker. They looked sharper. You know, they, they, and they had
3: the benefit of the wind. The wind was did. blowing in our faces. We were really struggling with the wind. There was one clearance by Rodak, and the wind just blew it um, um, to the side, to the into the Johnny Haynes mm-hmm. stand. I think we were really struggling with the conditions. Uh, we were trying to do to pass it out from the back, and that wasn't mm-hmm. working because with just three people three uh, Barnsley players pressing us we were struggling at times to get the ball out
1: Mm -hmm.
3: it was quite the opposite from what we saw in the first half of the Millwall match where Fulham was worried about the conditions and Michael Hector was just hoofing the ball up Mm -hmm. to to Kamara we would lose the ball and then Millwall would come back in numbers now this was the exact opposite in the first half we were trying to pass it out and mm-hmm. not being terribly successful at it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I that that made me very nervous the whole first half. I thought Cessignon had, unfortunately, for his sake, had a very, very, very poor game, you know, abysmal performance. He's just giving the ball away time and time again. But yes. I saw Ream very... Very uncomfortable. Him and Joe Bryan defensively were having little words on a regular basis because they just they couldn't string two passes together, and I defensively we looked very uncertain. And there was a couple moments when Rodak was probably trying to follow Scott Parker's tactics by playing it out from the back. Then the ball was given away. Then the ball went out for throwing. And there's a couple moments when I saw Hector and Tim Timmy both having a word with him and just saying effectively saying ignore the tactics and just boot the ball upfield. I don't know if you saw that incident in the midway through the first half. Cause it- no.
3: Yeah. Look, I I think we we. We couldn't hold on to the ball and string together passes very very well. We looked disjointed, and I don't know how much of that was the conditions and how mm-hmm. much of that was the, involved the tactics from Barnsley. Mm-hmm. Barnsley were playing what looked to me like 4-4-2 uh, four four with a diamond, uh, and at the top of the diamond was Coley Woodrow, who just seemed to be everywhere. But what was interesting was that Barnsley seemed to crowd our players very often which mm-hmm. suggests that we're not running off the ball particularly well and we've discussed that before we don't seem to play yeah. very well off the ball and create space for ourselves and so as a result we played into into Barnsley's hands
2: yeah you're right I think it's a good, very good point there Craig if we look going to the second half and shortly we'll, we'll also talk about um, so potentially the uh, turning point of the game but let's just go into that second half first of all My first surprise is maybe not seeing any changes uh, to the lineup. I would have changed it immediately uh, at
3: halftime, given that first half performance. What were your... No, well, we did make early changes in the end, um, but uh, maybe not at halftime. Look, we started actually quite brightly. We had a couple of opportunities or half opportunities, and we seemed like we were going to start taking control of the game and then Barnsley scored a goal out of nothing. A clearance by Coley Woodrow over to, uh, I don't know what the guy's name is, on the right side, and in a moment of madness, Woodrow comes flying mm. off his line and leaves himself exposed. That mm. Barnsley goal was scored against the run of play. Mm. I thought we had started the second half reasonably well, reasonably comfortably, and I felt that we were on track for scoring an equalizer.
2: Because at that point, I remember mid I think the goalkeeper made a save with his with his legs, low down. Yeah, look, the
3: goalkeeper, the Barnsley goalkeeper Collins, had a great game, and he made several excellent saves. His positioning was outstanding, and I would also say that the two center backs for Barnsley were also excellent. Admittedly, our play was a little bit predictable, Mm -hmm. maybe have maybe flattered them, but you have to give them credit.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the key thing as well. You know, at the point, at that point, Fulham were starting to dominate without necessarily creating much chances. We just had a bit. More, the ascendancy was certainly with, was with Fulham in that first ten minutes of the second half. But again, I don't think we tested their goalkeeper enough, especially being the home team, arguably the best squad in the division. I just, you know, just to be humiliated by the bottom table team is is extremely disappointing. But we'd actually look at that moment of madness that you've mentioned about Rodak, what must must have gone through his mind? Because it it was a moment of madness.
3: It was a moment of madness because I I don't know who the defender was. It was Ream who was tracking um, the Barnsley player, but he was out quite wide. I mean, there was Mm. nothing, even if he had beaten a Ream, he he wasn't going to be bearing in on goal. There was just no reason to come flying off your line like that. Um, And so it was quite a puzzling decision by Rodak. Now he, has made decisions like that in the past. Remember the uh, away match at Middlesbrough where he was sent off again for flying off his line in a, in, in a crazy way. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things um, that happens, but we, we gave, you know, he, he gave away the goal Mm -hmm. and when it went two nil, it just left, I think, all of the fans Mm. and the players completely Mm. Mm. shell-shocked because we were expecting that to be pounding on their goals for the equalizer. And instead, Barnsley who are not a particularly talented team (laughs) bottom of the table, they were six points adrift of safety at the start of the day. They, they, they were up two nil out of nothing. Out of nothing.
2: Exactly. And to be honest, the rest of the game was very academic, to be honest. to be honest. There was a, there was a moment when, uh, um, you know, we'll talk about the substitutions in a moment as well, but obviously the third goal, Fulham obviously trying to get something out of the game and completely left exposed defensively. And to me, I haven't seen the replay, but, you know, obviously Hector could have done better. But did was Roderick partially at fault? Because I thought the ball, did it go through his legs or did it go inside? For me, it looked like it went through uh, the inside post.
3: Um, I couldn't see because the goal was scored at the opposite end of the pitch. Mm. Um what I will say is that Coley Woodrow looked very assured mm. in carrying the ball and getting and, and getting the shot past Hector. Hector probably backed off a little too much and gave him too much space. Mm. But it was a very well taken goal by mm. the former Fulham superstar.
2: Absolutely and uh we were reflecting amongst ourselves whether Coley Woodrow was given reasonable opportunity at Fulham you know he started off promising a good youth player scoring a lot of goals and then you know he was given he was given some Premier League games a few years back in the before we got relegated the first time five years ago but ultimately you know he I think this is his level I think, I think he would definitely would struggle in the Premier League but I agree with you he took his penalty quite comfortably and composed and his third and third goal with they scored was very was fairly clinical he took it calmly and you know, scored you know with a good shot, but my, from what I could see from a distance, you know, maybe Rodak could have done better in that in that bottom corner. No keeper. Yeah, it's be... hard to
3: say. It's hard to say without looking at the replay. But look, um, it was it was a it was just one of those games where everything goes against you. <laughs> um, you know, we we were clearly the better team. Mm. We clearly have the better players, and yet we lost three <laughs> 0 and, and at home. Um, a bit like how we lost three nil at home to to um, to Hull that Go time to when to, we yeah. dominated possession. We didn't dominate possession to quite to the same extent. We had about sixty percent of possession, whereas I think against Hull it was closer to seventy five percent. But it was still a really puzzling match no. to watch. We were stronger, we were faster, no. we were better, no. but we but some shambolic decision making yeah. by our goalkeeper. Yeah and disjointed attack play mm-hmm. meant that um, Barnsley take the points. Absolutely. There's a
2: couple of things I want to reflect on as well. Sub- the substitution. So we talked briefly about the timing of the substitutions and maybe should we have made a change immediately at halftime, I thought Sessignon should have gone off immediately. I, I thought he had an, a particularly bad game. I hope that doesn't knock his confidence for six. But what were your thoughts on the, su- the first set of substitutes, You know, Kenny and uh, going off as well? Was that, was that a surprise to you? Or you because one there, there well, well, the food, first
3: substitutions counts. were Kearney and K Mac coming yeah. off. Uh, was, Kevin McDonald. K
2: Mac was disappointed by being substituted, and so were the fans. Fans booed both decisions. Yeah, so the fans Parker. booed both
3: decisions. Well, the reason is because Kearney is, if you're chasing a game, Kearney is an attacking player, mm. so why wouldn't you be having him on the pitch? Admittedly, I do think Kearney's form has dropped this season, mm. and I noticed he doesn't make very many forward passes. But I still would have kept him on the pitch. Mm. And McDonald, I thought, have had an OK game, and certainly substituting him with Harry Arter didn't really no. add very much. I thought Arter played actually quite poorly against mm. uh, Millwall. Um, so the substitutions puzzled me. It was sort of substitutions mm. for its own sake. It didn't really have any kind of tactical angle Mm. to it. I think the decision to replace Cessignon with Abubakar Kamara did have a tactical edge. Abubakar Kamara is an impact player. Mm. His technical skills are not the highest. Mm. Um, He sometimes has has, Mm -hmm. has, has, his decision-making, his his touch, not always the greatest. But when he comes on as a substitute, he can Mm. create a, a lot of excitement and just change things around <laughs> that said um taking him taking Sesson off meant that we went to three in the back mm. and we looked very disorganized we
2: did we did i
3: mean i guess it was like a three four three i couldn't even i was trying to figure <laughs> out what the formation mm. was it looked very weird and we didn't, and we just looked like we had like a lot of attackers and three guys at the back.
2: Exactly. Um, exactly.
3: And as you know, Joe Bryan likes to drift up as well, so sometimes it was only two at the back, and that did leave us exposed several times. Yes. Um, to to counterattacks from Barnsley without really giving us an attacking edge. Um, I, what really had surprised me was that Cessignon was starting in lieu of Denis Odoi. I thought Odwa has been playing reasonably well for us. Maybe he needed a rest. Um, but uh, it's quite clear, I think, again that Cessinio's decision making, his positioning, he tends mm. is, is questionable. He drifts too much centrally for my yeah, taste, yeah. and his passing is some sometimes goes really awry. A bit wayward today with his passing. I think you
2: know I don't want to. Point of all the criticism on his shoulders. Obviously, Roderick had a very, very poor game on characteristic. Everybody I, had a poor yeah, person. <laughs> I thought no man the match.
3: My man of the match is Junior,
2: the builder. <laughs> yeah, for salvaging the ball when it was hoofed out. You know, the fact that yeah. <laughs> that was. I was going to mention. I Definitely, I agree with you, man of the match. And one thing as well, I don't know if you noticed at the point when AK came on, they had this, a white note in his hand and he was carrying that and running with that for about two minutes. And we managed to salvage it. I've actually got, you know, one of my co-hosts, Rob Elliott, he actually salvaged the piece of paper that the, the, the Scott Parker and the team gave him to walk on a pitch to show basically the formation they should play with at the point that AK come on. So if any listeners want to know more about what was on that bit of paper, then I'm willing to put it on auction. We've got evidence of it. And um, so okay. we managed to well, retrieve I, it. <laughs>
3: I, I'd be curious to know what it says, um, but I don't think it's going to be remembered for posterity like so many other great documents absolutely that have been produced over time
2: and i think the key thing is the 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 formation that was noted on that piece of white paper was not the formation they played at the point that ak came on so that was that was interesting as well so but yep so okay. if anyone wants a note and wants to raise some money for charity please do let me know i'll give you evidence of that note and then we can donate some money to charity but uh, but on, was- a,
3: on a serious note we, we had three <laughs> in the back and we we, we really didn't look particularly organized it just seemed as you know if i compare it with the two seasons the two seasons in the in the championship under yeah. rio the team was often very suspect on defense but it had a real attacking and passing uh. fluency this team doesn't it has better players but we just mm. seem to be very disjointed and the only reason we came close to scoring goals was because we were practically muscling it in. We have just yeah. better athletic players.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's wrap up this call. So I think one, one thing, this last thing I want to mention was about, was this a wake-up call for Fulham? You know, was this result coming, or was it just a, a one-off bad performance that we want to put behind us and move on to the uh, the derby away? But for me, and many people around me, it's where I sit, probably felt that we were expecting a performance of this kind for some time. So we haven't, we've been unbeaten, Without playing well, now that that could be reflected as being a positive. Alternatively, it also reflects the fact that you know have we played better, you know, better than we should be playing. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I thought that performance was was coming.
3: Yeah, you- look, I think I think over the last several games, our attacking performance has generally speaking been poor, other than the beginning of the Huddersfield match. But what has generally been good has been our defense. We have looked a lot more solid thanks to Rodak Mm -hmm. and Hector. We've looked a lot more solid at the back. And I think what was so distressing about today was that was the area of the game that, that let us down. And when your defense lets you down, then the team can really unravel very quickly. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this, that's a one off and that Rodak and, and Hector have, and the rest of the defense have a better game. And then, what I think the team need to work on is the is the attacking, mm. the strategy around attacking. Our four three three or four two three one, however, whatever you want to call mm. it, relies on balls coming in from the wing to Mitrovic. Yeah. And how many times did we do that today? Yeah, exactly. None, maybe None. one. How many times did we do that at Millwall? maybe one mm-hmm. we're not getting behind yeah. the defenders and putting crosses in for Mitrovic. That's how we scored goals in, in our promotion season. That's how mm-hmm. we will get promoted this season.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Craig, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts about this extremely disappointing performance. Hopefully uh, there'll be some lessons learned from this and we can take that away to Derby County away next Friday. But once again, Craig, thanks for joining College Talk the time you. and we'll, we'll have you very soon back on the show. So so everyone around the world, thank you for listening to College Talk full-time. This is Emilio D'Anello and I was with Craig Coburn this evening. Thank you.
0: For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Plan your match day with our GPS travel planner, taking you to the best pubs, restaurants and hotels home and away. Download the free C-O-Y Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play.
1: It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDucket share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms supply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: That's stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.